Welcome to the ongoing story of the Bible, Season 10, Living Under Occupation. Two cousins, one old and one young, have miraculous pregnancies, one by her husband in old age, the other by God in her youth. Episode 2, Israel's Deliverer. Mary visits her cousin Elizabeth, and as the angel said, arrives to find her six months pregnant. Before the women speak, the unborn child in Elizabeth's womb jumps. Elizabeth speaks blessings over her cousin, an unborn child, and Mary speaks praise and joy. Mary stays with her cousin three months before leaving for home. It's now spring, the time of the Passover festival, and Elizabeth delivers a healthy boy. Eight days later, he is taken to the temple in Jerusalem to be circumcised and named. The priests are ready to call him Zachariah after his father, but Elizabeth announces his name is John. Zachariah is still mute, and as this is not their tradition, the men look to him for guidance. So, he writes on a tablet, his name is John. And as he does so, his speech returns. Now Zachariah blesses and prophesies about his child. Meanwhile, in Nazareth, Joseph is visited by an angel in a dream. The angel says that Mary is telling the truth about her pregnancy. The angel says that this is the fulfillment of the prophet Isaiah's words and Joseph is to name the baby Jesus. So now the couple marry by law. Another six months pass. It's now the Festival of Atonement. But Israel's Roman rulers have ordered a census so that they can make tax reforms in the region. Augustus Caesar makes Judea a Roman province and each person has to register in their hometown. Mary and Joseph are descended from Jewish nobility, so they must register in the city of David, Bethlehem. The journey takes several days and when they arrive, they aren't welcomed by their relatives as is customary. So the couple shelter with livestock and Mary gives birth to her son. She wraps him in strips of cloth and places him in the animal's feeding trough. It's now night time, and in the nearby countryside, shepherds are looking after their sheep. They see shining light in the night sky, and then they see angels, and the angel says not to be afraid, and that the Messiah, the Saviour, has been born in Bethlehem. The angel says where they can find the child and how he will be wrapped. Then suddenly there is an army of angels praising God for his glory and announcing peace on earth. The shepherds accept the invitation. When the angels have gone, the shepherds hurry into Bethlehem and find the baby. Afterwards, they tell their story to others who are amazed. Eight days later, Mary and Joseph take the baby to the temple in Jerusalem to be circumcised. God tells a devout man called Simon, meaning he has heard, that he will see Israel's deliverer before he dies. When Simon sees the couple at the temple, he takes the baby in his arms and announces that this child is the Messiah. Then Simon speaks prophetically of the child's future, of God's glory. He also says people will speak against the child and adds that a sword will pierce Mary's heart. Then an old lady, a widow, a prophet called Hannah or Anna, meaning favor or grace, sees them and confirms Simon's words. Forty days later, 
the new family go to the temple in Jerusalem again to complete rituals according to the teaching of Moses. Mary is ritually cleansed by immersion in water, the mikvah, after the birth of her firstborn son. Then Jesus' parents dedicate him, the firstborn son, to God, sacrificing birds, an offering made by the poorest people. After Mary's ritual mikvah immersion, the couple are able to consummate their marriage. Now the family make their home in Bethlehem, and Joseph works as a builder, a carpenter. Meanwhile, in the east, some wise men, possibly Zoroastrians, who study astronomy and astrology, note an extraordinary sign in the sky. The stars tell them that an important king has been born so they set off from the east, probably Persia, in order to visit him. Some time later, they arrive at the Palestine ruler's palace, and they ask Herod, the king, where the new king is. But he doesn't know. Herod is paranoid and fears the rival king. So he asks them to return when they've located the king, so that he too can pay his respects. You can read the story in the Bible book of Matthew chapter 1 and in the Bible book of Luke chapters 1 and 2. In the story, Rome sends messages to those entrusted with its empire to take stock of their people for tax purposes. Meanwhile, in God's kingdom, God sends messages to people, some by angels, some in dreams, and others in words via scripture, and for others in the patterns of the stars. In ancient courts, kings had learned advisors with great knowledge and wisdom in science and spirituality. In the Old Testament, Daniel and other Hebrew exiles were trained as wise men in Babylon's royal courts. Their role was to interpret signs, both natural and supernatural, and convey their messages to their king. The wise men noted extraordinary configurations in the sky and followed them. Theories suggest that the star they followed was a triple conjunction of two planets, Jupiter and Saturn. In God's teaching, under the law of Moses, astrology is forbidden, as is divination, so the Hebrew people would not have been studying these signs. The Bible library shows that we are all part of the same story. The story is interwoven. Track back the roots to see its beginnings and look forward to see its conclusions. Listen in for the next instalment of the ongoing Bible story. These podcasts, called Full Circle, are based on the author's best knowledge at the time of production. They have been created from the Bible texts, commentaries and historical studies. The Bible is God's living word and its story and learning is unfolding and ongoing. Thanks to Bible translators, some of whom gave their lives to give us its words, you can delve into its pages and start your own journey of discovery today.